Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So it's what day? Monday? Unfortunately. It's like, feels like it should be Friday already, honestly. I know this day was like seven and one or five and one or however many days there are in a week. And it's not even like, it's not even late. It's, you know, what is it? Eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I feel like it's already tomorrow. It's, it's crazy. It's, been, it's, it's honestly been five and one, like ridiculous. So... <laughs> Usually when we have uh, crazy busy days, we'll we'll push off, you know, a recording a day or two. But, you know, tonight we couldn't do that. Thankfully, someone held us accountable here. Uh, <laughs> we got a guest tonight, Ruben Jay, the owner of um, MultimediaMouth.com, a pop culture news and commentary site. Multimedia Mouth is in its 10th year of business and specializes in bringing you pop culture from a new view that sounds really cool to me uh ruben is also a host on the multimedia mouth youtube channel where he interviews celebrities from all walks of life ruben recently launched a podcast with rock singer moxie ann called you're my best friend a podcast about life friendship and tacos i'll tell you something about that in a minute he is also working on launching a daily political talking point show called Frontline Daily. Ruben J currently works as a red carpet correspondent for The Voice on NBC. He's also worked with The X Factor, American Idol, and America's Got Talent. And I have to say, he's probably our most talented guest. Ruben, welcome to the show. I have to admit, uh, first of all, thank you for having me, but I have to admit, I lied in my bio. Did you? <laughs> yes, I didn't realize this until now. Uh, I no longer work as a red carpet correspondent for The Voice, uh, and half those shows are no longer uh, on television anymore. So I, I must correct myself. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an honest man. Good but thank you. you, thank you for having me on the on the on the show. I'm super excited to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Apparently, Toria, tell the story. How how did you guys meet? I, you're like the first person that ever reached out to us that was interested in being a guest. I don't remember. I don't remember how this this started. I, I okay. So I remember seeing you guys at Politicon and being like, "Who are these people?" And never approaching you guys, and then like following you guys on on it. I think, I think I either followed you guys first or whatever. But yeah, I reached out and like, "Hey, I have this thing that I want to promote. Can we can we work together?" I can't believe that's how you found us. Like through the Politicon stuff. That's so cool. That's so yeah. Cool. Politicon was so much fun too. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a really good time. But that that is kind of crazy because <laughs> we. I'll be completely honest as well. We lined that whole thing up as kind of a way to get in to see, you know, the whole entire event. You know, we weren't really 
that interested in covering it. And then the closer we got and the closer we got, we were like, More excited you know, we got. look at this person that's going to be there. We need to ask them this question and look at this person. We need to ask them this question. So then she came up with the idea of getting some t-shirts, which I'm glad I did. wearing those to the show. And look at that. People recognize you and follow you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I literally followed you guys for about four hours one day. I don't know if you guys saw me. Uh, just literally just walking around. You guys ignored me the whole time, I believe. I have to ask you, did you meet? <laughs> That's because we're oblivious. Did you meet Goat versus Fish at Politicon? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh my God. He's so cool. I'll tell you about him. I'm going to send you his Instagram yeah. page. He's so cool. He makes me laugh Please so do. much. I went, I went to Politicon uh, in 2017 and it was, it was a clusterfuck. And uh, and I got no interviews and it was terrible. Then 2018 rolled around and they invited me back. And I said, why not? I got nothing better to do. And actually it turned out really great. I ran into a lot of people. I did some interviews. and uh, But I went specifically because Tucker Carlson was going to be there. And I'm like, I have to get. I have to shake that man's hand uh, and see if he'll give me a bow tie. Uh, and he did neither, but <laughs> uh, he did sign his book for me. So uh, I had a blast at Politicon, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to connect from that too because it was uh, a whirlwind of a weekend. That's... Yeah, it really was a lot. We had a lot of fun there. We really did. We we met some interesting people. We heard some really odd views. We heard some really you know normal <laughs> views that we've heard many many times. And it was it was interesting, you know, and like she says about this goat versus fish guy. He's so amusing. Um, there's you could almost spin it to be, you know, if it's political, okay, well he's all about politics and it's religion. Oh look, he's all about religion. What his little shtick is fits either category. Damn. So he's going around, if you follow his Instagram, he's going around with his little goat and fish and taking pictures with people and he gets himself into the weirdest positions and spots with people it's just <laughs> and he doesn't care either like he chased us down in politicon to ask us goat versus fish i'm like huh i, I don't understand what you're talking about so she handled it like she always does i like i like crazy people they make me laugh he was at the beach last week and he was like this beach right here is this goat or fish well, it's clearly fish because it's a beach <laughs> that's awesome yeah send me send me the info because I, I would definitely want to check that out yeah so so that kind of reminds me, you know, we're talking about uh, crazy people. <laughs> um, you know, we're halfway through uh, a presidency that I'm shocked even happened. Shocked now, in a good way or a bad way? Let me just tell you, you know, my wife here is from Canada. And when she was here. I love you so much more now. I love Canadians. <laughs> when she was here, you know, when the primaries were going on, she's like, what's this reality show TV moron doing running for president? And I said, you know what? He's probably crazy now because he's older and he's gonna, you know, he'll, he'll drop, he'll end up dropping out soon. He'll probably, you know, do really well in the first couple and then he'll just disappear. They weed the real ones out real from the not real ones really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's election night and she's looking at me and she said, um, what did you say was going to happen to him? Why is he still there? And then later it was, congratulations, you were so wrong on that one. He's now your president. So for the interest of full disclosure, uh, and this is probably going to determine whether or not I get invited back or not. <laughs> I predicted a Donald Trump presidency in 2011. 
Did you really? Yeah. Why? When he was teasing possibly running uh, in 2011, 2012, and possibly going up against Mitt Romney, I called it. I said, if that man runs, he's our next president. And a lot of it had to do with the facade of him being an uber successful business person. And he obviously didn't run in 2012, which I think helped him win in 2016. Mm -hmm. I I think if he would have ran in 2012 and lost, or if Mitt Romney would have won in 2012, there would have never been a president, Donald Trump. It would have never happened. He would have never had the chance having eight years of Barack Obama drew uh, made the the right so crazy and so desperate for power that it opened a window for for a president Donald Trump to win. And I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. There was no candidate on the left that would have defeated Donald Trump in 2016. There is nobody. But is there anybody, in your opinion, in the current crop that are saying they're going to run in 2020? Do you see anybody in there that really has a legitimate chance? No. I, it, here's the reason why. I think Biden Biden has the best chance of, of doing it. Um, if he can get Barack Obama to endorse him in the primaries. If, if he doesn't get Obama's endorsement in the primaries, there's a very slim chance that he's going to win. Very slim right. chance that he'll get. I think he'll get the nomination, but I don't think he'll win in 2020 i just i don't see it happening i don't think that any any of the 47 people who are declared for president you know on the on the left right now i don't think that they can handle a primary fighting against each other and the craziness that is the left right now and then have the energy to fight donald trump 47? I, I just i well, I, I mean, that's I'm I'm being facetious here. I'm I'm being sarcastic, but I th- I have a list right here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have a list of ten people who are declared as of now that are top donors. And I think Ballotpedia has even more than that. I just did a. Yeah. Um, I have a political show called Liberty Revealed, and we just did a had a guy on, and I had him address like each one of the potential candidates. What I, you know, what did you know? This did you hear that? You know, Bill Weld. I'm a libertarian, mm. but I'm a, but I'm but I'm. Um, he doesn't have a tinfoil liber- hat. I'm a pragmatic libertarian. Like we were we were talking on the show today that like I believe that what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Yeah. You know what? Um, one of the problems we have with the country is you know if you're a Republican and the Democratic president does X, you're like, oh my gosh, righteous indignation. I'm so pissed off. Then a few years down the road, the Republican president does X exactly like the democrat president did and it's what what's the problem why are you guys so upset well you're mad i don't get it there's nothing wrong with that yeah you were super pissed off and now you're not it's it's what is wrong with our country and i believe i don't care if you're libertarian republican democrat green party it doesn't matter to me if you're what you're saying is right and i agree with it i'm going for it and if it's wrong i'm not and i vote i admit it i vote selfishly i vote for what is going to I think is going to be the best for me and my family period and I kind of feel like if everybody did that instead of pandering to other people we'd be in a much better place and we'd be well represented yes I agree 110% with you and here's here's the problem I have with being I am just slightly right of center 
for the most part. I don't I don't identify with any party. I am I am one hundred percent independent. Uh, I I registered Republican for the primary last year just to have the honor of voting for Donald Trump, and then instantly re-registered as an independent because I do not like being tied to a party. Um, I I think the problem that has come to this country is that whoever whichever party holds the power feels like it's their turn to drive the bus and yep. that they get to drive the bus where they want to drive the bus to as opposed to saying hey everybody who's on the bus where do we want to go you know and as a bus driver i i can say hey i want to go to the beach you know but you guys want to go to the mountains all right cool let's try to figure out some sort of in between here that we can make this happen and that just doesn't happen anymore and we have unfortunately we have a a system where people on both sides of the party becomes so extreme that nothing is getting done. I think this will be the first presidency in history that nothing legitimately got done <laughs> in four years. And I said it from day one, if, if the left would just let Donald Trump be Donald Trump, he will succeed or fail on his own. But the left, unfortunately, have given Donald Trump the ability to say in two years or in six years, my presidency failed because of the left, because yeah. they didn't let me do my job. They didn't let me govern the way I needed to govern. The media didn't let me govern the way I wanted to govern. If it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for their consistent, consistently pushing this Russia, 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 Mueller, 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 you know, conspiracy theory. Uh, I would have gotten stuff done. I would have succeeded on my own, but instead I failed because they made me fail. And and President Trump will always be able to say that. Well, you know, one of the techniques I've learned lately of just dealing with issues and kind of trying to show people the, you know, the folly of how they handle things is. So if, you know, if, let's say there's a hundred percent, right? If that guy wants to say, well, you know, 20% of that pie is this. It's it's XYZ. And the other guy's like, no, no, no. It's it's you know, 50% is XYZ. You what you do is you get them to come to an agreement on, well, no, it's actually, you know, 30% XYZ. Okay, great. So we agree that the other 70% isn't XYZ, right? Yeah, okay. Now let's talk about that. Yeah. And so like what I'm getting at is if you if you're amongst you're one person amongst say you know 99 others so there's 100 people so you're just one percent and you agree that you want to get to the top of the mountain let's say and the other guy saying well i agree i want to get to the top of the mountain too but you think this is the best path and he thinks this is the best path and a bunch of people agree with him well who cares in the end you're at the top of the mountain where you want to be yeah support him and get there and don't be so partisan about oh it's it's got to be my way no who cares it's the end result that matters Absolutely. And I think I think that was really well demonstrated during the government shutdown recently. And I know this is kind of old news here at this point, but both Donald Trump and, you know, Pelosi and Schumer could have easily said, all right, Mr. President, we'll give you your money. But here's what we want in return for that. You know, we we want DACA reinstated. We want amnesty. We want, you know, we want you to stop putting children in cages. Here are our demands for the $5.7 billion or whatever it was 
and Trump could have been like, all right, I'll give you A, B, and D, but C is C is not a non-starter. And right. somewhere somewhere along the line, we would have gotten three billion dollars for the wall, a government funded, and you know, DACA reinstated. You know, and 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 something would have gotten done. But instead, they both both sides stuck to their parties, uh, their party lines, and both parties failed and 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 made a joke of this country in the process. I totally agree with you on that. It, it's again, you know, no negotiating. So how are you? How are you looking powerful when you refuse to negotiate? Like mm-hmm. that actually makes you weaker. It doesn't make like you a stronger. I mean, it, it's interesting. You know, there's a saying. You know, when you're when you're in the political circles, there's a saying. You know, if it's a five part person body, you know, all you got to do is count to three. You just have to learn how to count to three. Mm-hmm. Really, the smart thing to do is find two other people who see things your way and bring and bring them in there, right? But the problem with that is that none of the three of you is actually representing what's best. You're trying to tow the party line so that you can get to the next level and the next level and the next level and make more and more money. There's a reason why so many presidents go in with, you know, a relatively average net worth and come out millionaires because yeah. they they make a lot of money doing this. Yeah. From back end deals and Which stuff. is super it's, gross, by the way. But but what do you call it when people just follow along, honey? What's the word? It's an animal. Lemmings. Okay, you can use lemmings. So I was talking to somebody today talking about lemmings and <laughs> I made some comment. She made some comment about Game of Thrones. That's the rage right now, right? <laughs> um, and yeah. And I said, I feel like my wife and I are the only two people in the whole entire world that don't watch that show. Pretty much. And you we know what she just told a third. Me? Yeah, well, you know, and you know, I know you said this to me. And you know what she told me? She said, that's not true. I have a hard time finding anybody to talk to who watches that show. Now, I, I don't get that because to me, Everybody I run into is like, I know. We're gonna go home and watch Game of Thrones. Gotta watch Game of Thrones. No, I don't have to. I don't watch it. Why don't you watch it? What's your reason for not watching it? Well, so I have a really bad. um, I follow pop culture for my job in general, and and so I've always been the type of person that if I don't have to watch something, I'm not gonna watch it just because it's popular. So I've, I was a kid in high school who, when everyone was obsessed with friends, I didn't watch it mainly, mainly because I didn't know where to watch it at, but I didn't watch it because I thought if you all think it's great, it's probably not that great. Uh, <laughs> I grew up with a bunch of people who, uh, would say, Oh my God, the Beatles are the greatest band ever. And I listened to some stuff from the Beatles and thought, man, this stuff sucks. You know, I have 15 bands in my playlist that are way better than the Beatles, you know. So for me, the reason why I don't watch Game of Thrones or I didn't go watch End Games or any of the other popular things is because I want to watch it when I want to watch it. I just watched Breaking Bad a couple weeks ago and loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I would have hated it having to deal with talking to people every day about Breaking Bad. He's my people. When I agree with you, but I agree with you because like, I don't know, um, friends you mentioned, um, how I met your mother. These are shows that like were super mega popular. And like at the time I'd work in offices and it's all people would talk about. And it literally turned me off on watching those shows. 
And then now with the advent of Netflix and being able to like binge watch shows for one major advantage is I can get through, you know, a huge bunch of seasons pretty quickly when I've got the time. But I love some of those shows. Like How I Met Your Mother? I was going to say, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, and I loved it. So Hated the ending. Loved the show. I loved the ending. I love the ending. And here's here's one of the things that I, I've come to a conclusion with. I believe that people who hated the ending were people who spent eight years of their lives investing in these characters and for the show to end that way. I invested <laughs> about 20 days in that show and watched it all continuously. And it all made sense to me. I loved the ending. I thought the ending was great. It ended in a very... It, it opened the door for potential sequel or spinoff show uh, while also ending ending the storylines that's what i hated it left it open for a sequel show so it left it open-ended and they're never going to make a sequel show and that's what offends me but see you mentioned like (laughs) you mentioned like spending only 20 days and kind of a light bulb went off with me but at the same time i was like well why was i so invested and i'm going to tell you why it made me realize at the time she was living in canada and we were dating long distance Uh and so what we would do is we would watch the show like in the evenings together while on the phone. Well, we didn't have five, six hours at a time to watch, you know, a bunch of episodes. We'd watch one, maybe two. And so it would take us a long time to get through. So by the time, by the time it ended, I was vested in those characters. And I was like, ah, how could it end like this? I was too, but I I think that the condensity of, I don't know that's a word, is condensed not a word? Not yeah. Uh, but you know, like with with getting it in a condensed, you know, time frame as opposed to stretched upon years, because the same thing happened to me with a show called White Collar a couple of years ago. I spent six or seven years invested in the show, and the way it ended just left a sour taste in my mouth. But then when I went back and watched them all together again, I actually loved the ending. So I I just think it's a matter of when you're invested in something for such a long time, if it ends in a way, and there's never going to be a way that that a show ends perfectly. Even Friends, the way the Friends ended, for me, left the door way too open for people to want a sequel or a spinoff show. That's never going to happen. Uh, I think we have a better chance yeah. of How I Met Your Mother having some sort of spinoff season <laughs> or something than we ever do Friends having a spinoff. Well, that that I don't disagree with you. I think that um, it they leave it open on obviously they leave it open on purpose. Um, but a lot of people take it to mean, oh, they're planning, you know, a sequel already. Well, that's sort of when you think about it, it's kind of a dumb it's kind of a dumb concept unless a bunch of people are leaving. But I love the I, I love the whole um, what am I trying to say here? It came into my head and left. I just love the whole like they give them hope. Like, yeah. OK, we're going to we're going to have more of this at some point. And then, you know, after a while, you're not even think about it anymore. It's like, psych, we're not going to do it. Yeah, but then, then you know, then you have things like like Full House, who's that was off the air for twenty years, and then they decided to bring that show back. And Gilmore uh, Girls. And Gilmore Girls, and I, uh, what was what's the other one that's on NBC? Will and Grace. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, it's a revival season, but you know, I think it's a lot harder for for the cast of Friends to get back together because they've spent so much time trying to get away from those characters. Yeah, that I think it, even if even if they wanted the payday from it, it wouldn't make sense for them to go back to the characters that they spent so much time and effort to get away from. And you know, you 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 see, 
you know, you see Matthew Perry do a talk show and you think, oh, there's Chandler. And that's the first thing you think of. Oh, I see. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's an older, older Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, he didn't that's true. Well. The stereotype. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else aged really well. Uh, even Matt LeBlanc, who just looks like an old man, he aged really well. Matt, life was not kind to Matthew Perry. Not even a little bit. No. <laughs> like Matt LeBlanc turned into a silver fox and Matthew Perry just looks like everyone's grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's drunk grandpa. <laughs> Which is just, you know, life, oh, no. life wasn't nice to Matthew Perry and Matthew Perry wasn't nice to Matthew Perry either. Sorry, Matthew Perry. <laughs> I love you, but come on, man. You're a, you're a millionaire, Matthew Perry. Come on, man. Get some Botox. Come Get on. Get it together, dude. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe his excuse is the same as um, Keith Richards. Just saying. Oof. Isn't Keith yeah, Richards? There's a guy. There's a scary looking, but there's a scary looking guy who looks yeah. haggard and beat up. He's a scary and about a hundred years older than he actually is. But isn't his excuse heroin? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Maybe he's got a substance problem. That's yeah, fair. I was gonna say Matthew Perry had a substance problem too. I don't know what yeah. drug of choice it was, but yeah, interesting. There's a big People magazine about that. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, but but I I don't know. Back to the kind of going back to the Game of Thrones thing. I feel like sometimes you you know, like you said, you you end up have so many people talk about it that you're just like, okay, I'm over this. I don't even, I just don't even want to hear about it anymore. No, so to, to be honest, I didn't even know what Game of Thrones was. You know, there's years where I heard about this thing called Game of Thrones, and I thought I thought it was like the Olympics or something of like yeah. You know, like I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch sports. I just, I don't. You know, if it's not, if it's not men and 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 short shorts throwing each other in a ring, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> it's weird because it's like a hundred percent my kind of thing. I watched the Tudors. I loved it. I love shows like that. And I'm like, the hype makes me want to barf. I agree. And it, it's for me the same thing. And you know what? I bet you. Uh... Years from now, if we de- any of us decide to binge binge watch it, at least one of the three of us, and I bet at least two of the three of us actually will love it. <laughs> and I think the third person, they'll just be like, "Oh, it was okay," but they're not going to hate it either. I think that's what what the truth is. I think you just it's unfortunate we get scared off by people in society from enjoying things. Sometimes it's- I hate the concept of the show. To be honest, I, I just I don't like. I'm not a fantasy guy. I'm not into that. I, I'm just, either. No, I'm I'm not. And I'm surprised she she's right. I'm surprised she isn't into it. It's totally it, my thing. It's right up her alley. You'll not pro- me. you'll probably watch it on HBO Go once it's off the air. Yeah, but it's got to be over first because I'm not I'm not gonna be, I can't stand being that person who's like, oh my god, I can't wait till whatever day of the week it's on because it just annoys the shit out of me. And I don't want to talk to everybody around some stupid-ass water cooler about it. I just want to binge-watch it in the privacy of my own home, and I don't want anybody to ask me about it. Well, the worst part is when you have to find a water cooler to talk about it at, because you don't have one. And exactly. It's just like, it's like where, where do I go to find this water cooler? You just go to Walmart to the water cooler section and start talking to people about Game of Thrones. It's really, really an interesting thing. The good thing is, is that it ends this year, so you, you, you might be able to it's watch it by year. the time the end of the year. Five years from now, year. I will watch it. Okay, there you go. That's that's about you, the time frame that I use as well. You know what's crazy though? That really works for us, you know, because a lot of couples I hear them complain that like for binge watching, oh, either it's always stuff he likes or always stuff she likes. How come we can never find anything we like? What we do 
is we have a three strike system okay. and it's a total of three strikes. So like if only one of us really didn't like the show, it's probably going to take three episodes, but you got to stick it out for the three episodes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it changes over for you, but if you still don't like it, you're free to not watch that show with me anymore and I'll watch it in my own free time. I won't make you watch it. Right. Like that and village works, show. We're gonna, you're yeah, probably going to hate it. It works really well for us because you know what? I'm not telling her not to watch the show and she's not telling me not to watch the show. So we, that three strike rule just works for us because neither one of us forces the other person to watch what the other one doesn't want to watch. But yet they also don't tell you, you can't watch it too many times. Couples. It's like, you're watching what you can't watch that, but we have our own time. Like I'll go and watch my tap TV on my tablet yeah, and watch whatever I want. We try a lot and, of new things because of it. and it's cool about, and it is, it's cool. We've discovered some really funky shows that we would have never watched but for the three strikes and i'm telling you there's been a couple times we've been at two strikes and we look at each other and go oh man this show's not gonna last and the next thing we're like man i can't wait till the next season you know it's just what give it a try what show surprised you guys the most maybe a show that you're watching now that you guys are thinking oh one of us isn't gonna like this but you guys ended up liking it i tell you the one that surprised me the most was that mary and jane show that snoop dogg produced Okay. We gave it three strikes in the first episode. It was so bad. But then he kept watching it because he was like, it's Snoop Dogg. I got to do it. <laughs> and it was just, it didn't get any better. I it just got Snoop worse. Dogg. <laughs> but I love Snoop Dogg. And I had such high hopes for that show. And you didn't drop it like it was hot? And that show just sucked. It was like awful. it was so bad. So that one kind of, yeah, that was a big surprise. But how about in a positive way? I think, believe it or not, and like I said, we watch weird shows. Seeking Sister Wife was a show that Interesting. I would have never expected to like that show. And the other one, what was the other one that we watched? Off day the, the Sister Wives on the other side of the same topic. That yeah. show's been around forever. And I used to laugh at people that watch that. And now I watch it. <laughs> I'm like 90 Day Fiance. I saw it and I thought it looked cool because, you know, I was an import. But then. <laughs> <laughs> I was an import. <laughs> But then we like got super into it, and now like I'm pissed because the episode last night was repeated, and I'm just mad. <laughs> and I'm kind of getting to be to the point where I'm over it because it's like the people are some of the people on there are just so dumb, and their desperate attempts for fame. It's like okay, yeah. stop, you know. I like you when they're fighting with each other to remain relevant. So yeah, I don't know. But talking about being relevant. We were, we kind of went off onto the Game of Thrones thing, but you know, do you kind of get the feeling that with the current crop of Democrats that they're basically handing Trump another four years? Yes. Yes. And, and, and personally, as somebody who wants another four years of Trump, I love it. I love every minute of, of the left uh, just completely cannibalizing themselves. And what I love even more, uh, you, you mentioned Bill Weld uh, a minute ago. He is the first official uh, Republican primary challenger to Donald Trump. And uh, if, if if the president would call me right now and say, Ruben, what what should I do about Bill Weld? I'd tell him to take a nap, you know, because he's got no threat whatsoever against <laughs> – Bill Weld has no chance whatsoever. Uh, I, I think – I think Donald Trump has more of a threat in Howard Schultz, who isn't even uh, officially running yet, than he has against Bill Weld. Um, have you happened to have a chance to look at some of the fundraising numbers from the Democrats? 
No, I have not. Okay. So here's an interesting thing. I, I did a little research going into this because I, I wanted to talk about this in particular. Um, Donald Trump, uh, granted, he's had about a year of a head start when it comes to re-election campaigns. And I believe his his super PACs and stuff have been uh, campaigning even beforehand. But in the year that he's officially been declared as a 2020 candidate, he's raised $106 million. Okay. In the last quarter, the last quarter, he raised $18 million. All right. That's disgusting. It's disgusting money for a presidential election. But you got to look at Bernie Sanders raised $18 million in the last quarter. Uh, wannabe Lady Obama, Kamala Harris, raised $12 million. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, $9 million. Okay. This is all in a quarter. All right. Uh, there's a guy named Andrew Yang. He's the longest declared presidential candidate on the left. He's only raised $1.7 million. It, it's it's sad. Joe Biden, $6.1 million in 24 hours. So yeah. the left definitely the left definitely wants Joe Biden to to win, I think, or, or at least run uh, and get the the nomination. The problem is he's He's an old white guy. You know, he's an old white guy who's talking about why the old white guy who's in office right now shouldn't be president uh, to a generation who doesn't want an old white guy running running the country. Uh, and he's going against, uh, you know, a black woman, a, a white guy who thinks he's Mexican, a white woman who thinks she's Indian, a gay man. And I, I think is Cory Booker gay? Is that official? Is is he out of the closet? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would think so. You know, and then you have another uh, millionaire old white guy who whose entire platform is against millionaire white guys. So you have you know you have a, a party in disarray over on the left, and they are literally saying, "Mr. Trump, here is." Here is your here's your eight years of 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 running this country. It's it's a wonderful thing to see as somebody who is a pro Trump supporter. Uh, it's a terrifying thing to see as somebody who wants to see uh, the best for America. Because I think at this point the Democrats aren't aren't presenting presenting the best for America. And I think at this point Donald Trump. Um, if Donald Trump is reelected, even though I want him to be reelected, it's going to be another four years of investigations and conspiracy theories and, you know, the media attacking him on the daily. And honestly, I like having black hair. I guarantee you by 2024, I'm going to be a complete silverhead by the time this this is all done. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it the. The thing that I see with the upcoming presidential election is that um, they're going to cannibalize each other. I mean, there's some doubt whether Biden will even survive the corruption charges that people yeah. are bringing against him. So there's some doubt that he'll even survive that. But, you know, let's assume the best and that he does survive it. He's going to have a very difficult time beating Trump. I mean, look at how much money he's raising. And you're right. The number that that kind of quick numbers in 24 hours shows that at least the people on the left are very supportive of of him. But I saw it right before we came on tonight, 
I saw a thread on Facebook and a guy said, you know, people were bashing Trump and a guy said, well, you know, I've yet to be, have someone tell me honestly why, what the president has done wrong that makes you hate him so much and why you can't see the accomplishments that he's had. Now, you know, I've told you I'm a libertarian and I'm kind of like, you know, you're independent. I'm, I'm, I would describe myself more as you. I think I, I, when did I register as libertarian, honey? 2016? Whatever that day is that you heard the Gary Johnson podcast. Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. And, and I was independent before that as well. So, you know, like what impressed me was we were driving somewhere and Gary was on the radio. He was on Joe Rogan's show. I, I loved, for the record, I loved, I loved Gary Johnson. I thought, if he would have ran as a Republican, he might have been able to give Trump a run for his money. Yeah, I he think might so. Have. I think, think he so. shot himself in the foot. I Honestly, I think I would have loved to have seen a Trump, a Trump Johnson card. And I think I think Gary Johnson would have been a big a potential big player in 2024 if, if he would have been able to get on the Trump train. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry totally, to interrupt you. No, I totally agree with you, um, you know, in that vein. There's a guy we met. We went to the California Libertarian Convention about what a month ago, right? Yeah. And we met a guy there, super nice dude named Vermin Supreme. I, I would vote for him for president. Now, now he's running for president. Almost any he's got like too. the you know big long grandpa beard, you know, down to here. He's all gray haired. Um, he himself basically admits that he's just doing this for fun. He, <laughs> he has hilarious. no intention of. There's no intention of raising money or anything. This is a guy, though. This is my point. He's running as a libertarian. Last time he ran as a libertarian nationwide, he got like 100 votes. Wow. Um, that's it. You know, as he ran as a Republican one time and as a Democrat another time. And he broke 300 votes in both of those parties. And so the, the point I'm trying to make here is like, yeah, of course, what party affiliation you have is going to make or break you well, why do you think and sanders is a democrat yeah it's sad sanders it's really sad sanders is not registered i don't i don't believe he was a registered democrat i, I believe he's a, a registered social socialist democrat yeah but he's running as a democrat because he understands that third parties don't have a chance which is so sad it's so sad that in america you have to identify red or blue to potential to have a real potential at becoming president, it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way, and and it's it's a it's a tragic state to think that in the United States, because you 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 don't identify as red or blue, you don't have a legitimate chance at, at presidency. There's a reason why Bill Weld is running as a Republican. Yeah, and you know that's that's what's funny. Like the, he's actually a lifetime member of the Libertarian Party, which is hilarious considering he's now running as a Republican. But, you know, I'll tell you something. I, in 2018, I ran for county board of supervisors, and I ran against an incumbent whose husband used to be the chairman of the Republican National Committee. Um, they're best friends with the Trumps. She had $600,000 in the bank, and here I am, you know, mostly unknown. Um, <laughs> I mount... I... I <laughs> started my campaigning like two years ahead of time like going crazy using social media um we ended up the day you had to turn in your papers a democrat jumped into the race as well 
and he raised in two days thirty thousand dollars. Oh my god! I couldn't get anywhere near that kind of money. But you raised three, and, he, and he, yeah, five total. And even he wasn't even close to her six hundred thousand dollars. But what I'm getting at is again, party affiliation completely mattered there because yeah. he was able to go to little Democrat clubs and earn money. And then, you know, it's funny in the end we had a debate and he literally stole all of my platform and just kind of tried work. to re tried to reiterate it. Um, and I ended up, I think I got what 15,000 plus votes, um, yeah. wow. which wasn't bad. You know, it was 20 something percent. Um, and I think he got like an, like 25% and she ran away with the rest of it. Right. Um, but you know, there was no, there was no like original thinking involved. It was just here. I've got money, and I'm gonna, you know, read what you have to say. I'm gonna repeat it, and then I'm gonna hope that my 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 notoriety by throwing that money around is gonna get me in. Didn't work. Um, it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. What that's kind of what's happening in the Democratic Party. Yeah, you know, you have one or two thought leaders in the Democratic Party, and then everyone else falls in line and and then there's a couple people who just happen to have more money and, and it's going to come down to who who's able to 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 keep those talking points alive it's it's really funny to see that happening well we're going to try to wrap this guy up here pretty soon so why don't you let people know where they can find you man yeah you can you can find me uh everywhere on the internet at the ruben j facebook twitter instagram it's all the same um if you're interested in, in listening to me talk some more, I have a podcast dropping every Monday with uh, one of my best friends. It's, it, the show is called You're My Best Friend. It's a, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Uh, and and it's, it's a fun time. Come, coming out with us, it's thebestfriendshow.com where you can get all of our latest episodes and a couple blog posts that we have coming up. Uh, and if you're interested in hearing me rant about politics – uh, there's a website that's going to be launching here pretty soon called FrontlineDaily.com. Hopefully, I can come back on the show and, and talk about that when that's ready to launch. For sure. Um, but I'll be I'll be diving deep into the political sphere as the 2020 uh, election begins to to slowly rev itself up. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's where uh, RubenJ.com is also R-U-B-E-N-J-A-Y.com uh, is where you can find my blogs that are pretty random uh, in, in stature. <laughs> well, all that will go in the show notes, of course. And uh, I think I have a couple of new shows to listen to now. Well, please. But, um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I said that in the intro, I did listen to um, an episode of the Friends show that oh, you're talking awesome. about. Um, and I like it, man. And I think, I, I think, um, you know, you have a, a unique take on certain things. I like that. <laughs> well, can I ask you which episode you listened to? Do you remember? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Cause it's been, gosh, it's been since she first told me about you. Gosh, a long while ago. <laughs> um, I really don't get, unfortunately don't get to listen to enough podcasts, um, these days. Gosh, I'm trying to when I if I remember, I'll tell you. Yeah, please I, do because I'm, I'm interested. Um, was it the the political one or the, or the new one? It was a it was a newer one. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I I like to I like to keep things uh, interesting when when it comes to my thought processes. Well, it's that's the thing. Like like um, we had a, like I said, we had a guy on, and I actually also had him on my political show today. Um, we talk when we talk, mm, we don't really agree a lot. Um, but 
overall, like the main focus that we have for, say, the country, it's the same. I mean, we have the same goals. And so it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Who cares what what his approach is? If he has a way to get me from A to B, I'm going to go with him. If B is yeah. where I want to go, who cares, right? Yeah, so absolutely. I think it's cool, though, you're, you're branching out because that's what happened. I mean, I got started and it gets addictive. And I'm surprised a guy who's been in entertainment isn't even more addicted to it than me. But um, <laughs> it's I'll admit it. It's an addiction. I mean, I just sometimes I look at it and go, why am I spending, you know, another X hours dealing with editing this audio uh, when I could be doing something else? And, but I love it. I have yeah. to do it. it it's know, it's so. definitely uh, a labor of love. The problem with me is I'm so busy that I, I sometimes overcommit myself and yeah. find myself, you know, the the you're my best friend is a show that that takes uh, a lot of planning but it's once a week uh frontline daily is going to be a daily audio show and possibly even a video show at some point and it just comes down to am i gonna have am i gonna be able to find the time to edit this every single day and the answer is gonna be yes i'm gonna have to find the time but it's it's I love it. I love everything. Uh, I love everything about it. So if you guys ever need someone to fill some time, please give me a call. Let me know because uh, I, I can talk For about whatever. Sure. For sure. I mean, I've definitely enjoyed having you here tonight. It's been real easy to talk to you. And I and like we said in the break there, um, you know, it's a, it's a casual environment. We like it that way. And so we try to keep it that way, you know. So cool. but I got two guys- sleeping dogs here. So, you know, I think <laughs> it's probably time to say what? Night, everyone. Hasta. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.